Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. This is Gary Neron welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry, taking a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology, speaking the truth in love, and our purpose is to give the lamp and light to all. Yesterday in our study of Hebrews chapter 10, we discussed how we must continually endeavor to not allow our sin nature to have control over our body. Let's continue with that discussion today. Now, here is our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. In Romans chapter 7, verses 15 through 25. Now I want you to listen as I read, and I want you to think on these things that I'm reading from Romans 7, verses 15 through 25, because what I want you to remember, this is the personal testimony of the Apostle Paul after his salvation and after he's been serving the Lord for some time now on the mission field and planting churches and being used of God. And in that condition, Listen to his testimony, beginning with verse 15 of Romans 7. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. Now, if then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, that's what you got to understand, we're talking about the flesh, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would do, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find in a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Does this then not tell us that we have two natures in us? We continue to allow the sin nature to rule us. If we do that, it will bring these problems. These problems will enter and bring us down. Let me give you another example. Romans 6, 11 through 14. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin, and the word sin there again is habitual, okay? Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body 
That would mean that it is possible for saved people that sin reigns in their mortal body. Is that not what happened to Lot? Do you realize if we read the story of Lot in Genesis 19, and really Genesis 13 through 19, the various places where he appears, we'd say that guy was unsaved. But we come to the New Testament, and it tells us that in Second Peter chapter 2 that he was a saved man. So, even though he was saved when he was in Sodom, he was he was saved then because he vexed himself with their sins every day. But he was a saved man. He knew these things were wrong. He was under the tutelage of Abraham, his uncle, and he knew these things were wrong. And it was habitual in his life. He says, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. When you yield, that means you have control, you have power. But you yield that power as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. In other words, when you got saved, the power, the dominion of, of sin was taken from you. But you still have that old nature. But now you've got that will that can decide to let the nature give in to the temptation or to overcome it. He says, yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. Telling us not to allow this happen tells us that as saved people, we are susceptible of reaching a point in our Christian life in which we yield our bodies to instruments of unrighteousness. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 7, when we get to there, it'll show the chastening of the Lord, as did First Corinthians chapter 11 did when some died and some were very sickly. In 1 John chapter 3, verses 6 through 10. Now, I'm giving you a lot of scriptures because even if it's good fundamental men, it's got to be the scriptures that convince us, not men. So that's why I'm giving you scriptures. 1 John chapter 3, verses 6 through 10. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for a seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. In this, the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Now, righteousness is defined for us in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, as obeying the commandments of the Lord. If somebody asks, what is, what is righteousness? It's obedience to the word of God, all right, to his commands. Now, sin here is, again, speaking of Habitual sin. 
Does anyone have a sin that is the same sin in their life? Now, if there's any doubt, he says, Whoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. So what he's doing here is that he's giving us an example of one of the sins. And that example is that of not loving his brother. It doesn't say he hates him. It just says he doesn't love him. And it's a sin. And as that continues habitually, then you're in sin. It's a habitual sin. It is the same tense, a present participle, showing an active, continuing love. So, if there's not an active, continuing love, then that sin that's also active and continual, it shows this to be a continual, habitual sin. And it's the example God used. Not the example I'm using. It's the example God's using. And so, this is not obeying the word when you do not continually, habitually love your brethren. Now, the distinction then is between the old and the new nature in us. That's the distinction. See, both the old and the new nature dwell in us. That new nature in you doesn't and cannot sin. However, the old nature is there, and it does sin. So there's a constant battle for spiritfulness, which is us placing Christ first and all in all. But that old nature fights against that. So as a battle rages between truth and error, light and darkness in each of us, our lack of response to the Spirit of God as the Word of God is made clear to us, my friend, that does matter to God. Now, since this is the book of Hebrews written to Jewish converts, their mind is set in things Jewish. So let us consider the Scriptures here again. In Numbers chapter 15, verses 27 through 31. And if any soul sin through ignorance, then he shall bring a she-goat of the first year for sin offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for the soul that sinneth ignorantly when he sinneth by ignorance before the Lord to make an atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven him. Ye shall have one law for him that sinneth through ignorance, both for him that is born among the children of Israel, and for the stranger that sojourneth among them. But the soul that doeth aught presumptuously, whether he be born in the land or a stranger, the same reproacheth the Lord, and that soul shall be cut off from among his people, because he hath despised the word of the Lord, and hath broken his commandment. That soul shall utterly be cut off, his iniquity shall be upon him. Now, there was an offering for those who sinned through ignorance, but not for presumptuous or willful sin. Now, David's sin with Bathsheba was willful, and his sin did call for the death penalty in the law. But David was forgiven by God. Although there was not a real sacrifice of the animals for his sin, he was forgiven by God. However, in this life, there were consequences. The sword would not depart from his house. His son Absalom rebelled even to the point of raping 
David's concubines and trying to kill David himself. But David's not an unsaved man. He will later be used to write psalms even after this sin. There are some psalms that he'll be writing. He was forgiven, but as you read Psalms 51, you see his forgiveness, but there are consequences in this life. I talked to a man several years ago. He lived the life of homosexuality. He got saved, and yet through his former life, he'd contacted AIDS. Now, he may be saved, and he can be saved, and I believe he is saved. But the man died from AIDS because that was a consequence of a sin that had been in his life. Now, that automatically leads us to verse 27 here of Hebrews chapter 10. But a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. Now, someone says, hey, it says judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. Are not the adversaries speaking of the lost? This is your radio pastor, Pastor Andy Bloom, saying, May the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you would like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, send us your name, mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light Broadcast, 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us on the website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the sermon library. That website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, the address for the Lamp and Light broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, O-C-A-L-A, Florida, 34471. And again, our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. This is your announcer, Gary Neron, saying, May God's peace be with all that are in Christ Jesus. And so the hills may tumble, it will firmly stand when the earth shall crumble. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible stands. I will plant.